0: In today's episode, I wanted to talk about signs from the universe or messages from your guides or your angels or whatever you want to call it. And so this podcast is going to talk, this podcast episode is going to talk about my experiences connecting with the universe and some practical ways that you can build your muscle of communication with something other than what we see in front of us in the material world every day. And that's going to take some belief. But if you already have it, um, this will be a nice little practical way for you to go a little bit further. And if you don't have it, maybe this will begin your journey in that direction. So without further ado, the episode. Let's talk about connecting with guides. So I'm going to use the term guides for this podcast episode because that is the term that works for me. But I've heard it be called your angels, your ancestors, the universe, your spirit guides. There's a lot of different names for them, but you kind of get the gist, which is something other than yourself on a different plane of consciousness or existence that helps you to or that helps guide you in a way and towards your greatest good or your purpose or anything in that direction and excuse me if you can hear my dog um, panting and just walk in the room she's pacing for some reason so so yeah you might hear that hopefully you don't So yeah, let's talk about it. Um, I first noticed, and I'll tell you about my experiences and some practical tools and how to get maybe to this level. Um, and so my experiences, uh, recently and just basically the beginning of this year, 2020, I went through a radical transformation in what I allowed myself to believe about different planes of existence versus what i thought was normal and i have accepted that there are different planes of consciousness there's different um paradigms there's i don't know what i feel like calling them but just things that we can't really see and i asked the universe please i am ready to have my my gifts right because most of us who are probably already interested in this are like myself who always had a really good intuition or always had something that they thought was special and not very much like other people now you might call that a witch or a second sight or clairvoyance or claircognizance there's a lot of different names for it again The language is different because we all come from different backgrounds, from different cultures, from different periods of time. And so to some extent, the languaging and the phrasing and the attitudes towards these things are different, but the heart and soul of what we're trying to talk about is the same. So please feel free to interchange and interplay the terms that I'm using with something that resonates with you. And so most of us, like myself, have had something that we knew or something that we felt in our bodies. And most of us feel ashamed about that or feel like we're going crazy because, of course, I can't talk to spirits or, or guides or the universe or my angels. And we kind of feel shame about that and so we stuff it down into a part of ourselves that we never really discuss with anyone else because we don't want to seem crazy. And over time, the voice that we hear just gets a little bit weaker and a little bit quieter, or we just learn to ignore it, you know, like background noise or like how you don't feel the clothes on your body, because if you did, your brain would go nuts. So it's just something that we willfully ignore. And that happens to most of us, because I do believe that most of us have the ability to tap in if we just work on it. And so that's what happened at the beginning of this year for me. Is I had decided that I was finally ready. I had gotten glimpses of what we're discussing, just little glimpses into other realms and into spirit. And I liken, I believe that that happened for me because my physical practice of yoga was stunted because I was so sick for so long. And so, being sick for so long, I had to pause. There was no choice but to pause. And in that pause, I had to start thinking. I wasn't able to move. I was at some points not even able to move out of my bed. And so you get to thinking, so much time spent alone, feeling sick. And all these things came flooding in for me. And so I finally asked, I'm ready. I yes, the universe, like, what do you have? What do you have to show me? I'm ready to receive. And after I asked, I started seeing all sorts of crazy things. And of course, you, you have to wonder, am I going crazy? Like, is this really happening to me? Am I really seeing these things? Because in our society and in most societies, the idea of second sight or intuition or, um, I don't know, any sort of... Power other than physical power is not given as much weight it's it's kind of if there's no evidence for something, then surely it can't be true. And that is because our society is heavily patriarchal, and all the things that are deemed feminine and not like girly but feminine, as in feminine and masculine energy, are deemed less than. And so what are feminine versus or what are the differences between feminine energy and masculine energy? So masculine energy is like fire. It's the sun. It's brightness. It's a linear way of doing things. You start at point A and you end at point B. It's less about feelings and more about results. And this is great. We need both right this is great this gets things done this um, is the spark of let's get this done let's go right it's this fire it's quick to burn and feminine energy is a little bit more cyclical right it is almost like the well it is like the aspects of the moon and how the moon changes every 28 days. And in contrast, the sun goes through its equinoxes. And so it goes through cycles as well, but they're a lot longer. And it the same thing works. It works the same way for feminine energy. So feminine energy is intuitive. It's dark. It's damp, if you want to think about it that way. It's the moon. It's cyclical. It's all about the subconscious or the things that are not able to be seen. So there's less direct action and results and more of sensing and trusting and learning. And again, no one is better than the other. If we were firmly and only in our feminine energy, then nothing would get done. And we would probably cry ourselves to death because we'd be in the darkness working things out. And If we were only in the masculine, which society, especially in the States right now, is heavily masculine, we don't give ourselves rest, we work ourselves to death, we work for most of our lives, and then we die. And we're chronically stressed out and unhappy and bypassing all of the work that we need to do. Just this fake idea of let's be positive, and then wondering why we're all on depression medication or anxiety medication because we're denying our feminine aspects. And so without even consciously being aware of what we were doing to all the attributes that fall in line with feminine energy, like intuition, like second sight, these all get touted as evil or witchcraft. I know when I was growing up, if I knew something... Or if I said something or was not acting in accordance with my mom's very strict religion, then it was the devil. It was the devil tempting me and the devil doing something. When who said it wasn't God giving me these gifts? Who said my gifts weren't given to me um, from God or my angels? And I don't know what religion you practice. And again, God can just be anything you want it to be. Anything you think is divinity. And so we learned to stuff this down. And we learn to not listen to the voice. And how many times have you not listened to your intuition and then been like, had your intuition be right and go, dang, I really wish I had listened. I knew that. It happens all the time. And so I got tired of that, especially doing all the work. If you go to any of my classes or if you know me personally, you know I'm really passionate about bringing back or helping to cultivate, in my own little way, this balance between feminine and masculine energy. So I'm always talking about this stuff and working with your cycles and your moods and all that stuff. And um, and yeah, so as I started to do that, I realized that I wanted to be able to go deeper into the feminine aspect of my intuition of my awareness of my gifts, I've always been able to feel energy. Like I can I can go in, into a room and I can sense. I know things about people just by feeling their energy. And it's always been a gift and kind of a burden sometimes, but I'm also an empath. And so now, and it's going to sound crazy to publish this on the internet, but now I can see flashes of something else and so I, I liken it to just getting a tiny little glimpse of this world superimposed on top of the world we live in now so so far I've only gotten really little glimpses with my eyes open but when I close my eyes I can see people's guides or their energy what do they look like um sometimes they look like people sometimes they look like orbs of light um And I have noticed this because I do, I read tarot for people. And when I read tarot, I don't really, my gift isn't reading tarot. It's connecting with guides and using the language of tarot to help interpret what they're trying to say. And so I have to connect to the guides. I need someone's permission in order to do that. And when I do, I can see them in order to connect with them. And like I said, once it was just this very vivid, picture of hands really old hands and that's just what they wanted me to see that's the form they wanted me to see them in but energy and spirits that they're there i can just happen to see them but you might be able to feel it i think it's really wild i always kind of doubt myself because it's something that goes against everything that we've learned and it makes me feel like a crackpot um and I don't like using the ableist term of crazy, but it makes me feel crazy. It makes me feel crazy because it's something that I can viscerally feel in my body and that I can see and that has not led me astray yet. Everything that spirit tells me is true. And just because I can't see it or other people can't see it, well, other people can see it, but the majority of people don't want to see it. Doesn't make it any less true. So then why do we do this to ourselves? Why do I we deny ourselves this connection with divinity? Lots of different reasons, like I said before, but I decided to not do that anymore and to ask for sight. And so, what are some signs that the universe is giving you, or signs that you're ready to level up? And The signs are gonna come in whatever form they think is going to be recognized by you. So they're not gonna send you a sign in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs, although they might. They're not gonna send you a sign in terms of like something that you're not versed in. But for me, and for some people, you might see a number recurring. And that might be 111 or 777. My sister's number is 56. She sees 56 everywhere. Um, You might see an animal. And I know that there's totems and there's uh, different meanings behind that. And it's not like you probably see animals all the time, right? It's not like every single animal you see is going to be a sign from the universe. It's when you feel it deep in your belly, oh, that means something then it does mean something. It's not just you imagining it. It's your guides sending the message that they know you would understand. And in that understanding, there is the message. Um, You might be contacted by coincidences that are just a little too powerful for you to deny them. You might get messages in dreams. I had a client that had a dream that was so intense that she just knew it was a message. She knew it. And she booked a tarot reading. And the tarot, I didn't have her tell me this, um, the dream, because I didn't want to be influenced. I asked her guides what the dream meant. And they gave me such an interesting explanation that corresponded very much with the dream that she had. And that was her sign. That was the dream was for her. And she knew it would be powerful. And it was visceral enough that it made her think. And so whatever it is, it might be tea leaves. It might be something that you see on TV that just resonates. It might be if you pull Oracle cards, whatever it is that gives you that feeling of, oh, I wonder if this is a sign that feels like a sign. And then you keep getting that over and over Some people like to call them pings or downloads, right? Sometimes you'll just get this, all of a sudden, this thought that won't go away and just keeps haunting you or following you. And those are signs. When I first started publicly reading for people, I got a sign that would not stop talking to me. It was a guide. And it was that I needed to do a reading for a friend for free. And I don't offer my services for free because it is a lot of work to connect. It is a lot of work to interpret. And then we go through a meditation. There's a lot of work involved in the, in the pulling of cards and the reading of tarot for me energetically time-wise. So I don't give that time for free, but this was just so, so powerful that I couldn't deny it. Like it haunted me in the shower And so I finally contacted my friend and said, okay, listen, I'm getting a message from your guides and they are telling me that I need to read for you. Do you give me permission? And she was like, okay, sure. And it said something to her that she had been ruminating about and contemplating, but didn't know if it's something she wanted to go forward with. And it turns out this was the push she needed. And that is a sign, right? Just these all of a sudden you get all this info in your brain and it just won't shut up and it's different than an urge because an urge comes up and you either indulge in it and it goes away or you don't, and it goes away eventually, an urge goes away, and it's not just like an anxiety, right, although it it might be you have to feel it in your body if one feels like, "Oh, I have to do this, oh, I have to do this, you get excited or you maybe even like, "Oh my gosh, what could this mean There's that inquisitiveness versus the dread that you feel. So the dread is anxiety and the excitement and inquisitiveness and the knowing is an important difference. And this is why I love yoga. Yoga teaches me to be in my body and there's no way that I would have been able to work on my gifts or explore them and begin to work the muscle of trust in the universe and the the muscle of sight, there's no way I would have been able to do that if I didn't first have an understanding of what my body was trying to tell me. And now I know, My body gives me cues. If I'm stressed, I'll clench my jaw. If I feel guilty about something, I'll squeeze my inner thighs. And when I feel anxiety, I feel it as a fluttering in my heart or as like a pulsing in my hands or a a temperature change in my hands. My hands kind of get cold. But when I feel messages from the universe, I feel it in my stomach. I feel it in my stomach and I just in my brain and it will not, it sinks its hooks into me until I listen. Yours might feel completely different. The point is, your body will tell you the difference. And if you don't know the language of your body, you have to start at your body. So it is a level, leveling up thing. Get in tune with your body. Your body will give you insight into your mind. Once you have your mind and your body, not under control because, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a bit much. But once you understand the language of your body and how your mind works, then you can start to interpret things that come through. And again, uh, some people see recurring advertisements or hear a song or th- there's a million things that it could be, but spirit or guides are going to talk to you in the language that you have available to you. Um, I had a little list going about what I wanted to talk about. So, so yeah, ask, what are the steps? Figure out your body, figure out your mind, and then something as simple as asking just ask. I'm or or say put it out in the universe or write it or put a Facebook message status about it or join a group or buy a book. Just asking, I am ready. I am ready. I am ready. And you'd be surprised with something as simple as just speaking it out loud how powerful that can be. Um I also started to do a meditation where I focused on my third eye. And it, it took me a really long time to get that eye open. So I would imagine right, I'd close my eyes, I would start to focus on my third eye. And for the longest time, I could only see it closed. And so I just open, open, open. I'd will it to open. And it wouldn't. It just wouldn't. My- And that's fine. My body, my energy, my me needed more time. And so I just meditated on that and thought about it and visualized it. And eventually, and it was actually after a Reiki session, a friend of mine gave me Reiki in our studio. And then I took her class. And I felt something in my third eye during the Reiki session, but I thought it was just like um, a little nudge. And then in class, at the end, after moving my body and coming into a relaxed state, she gives the option to meditate or to lay in shavasana, which is corpse pose. And I chose to meditate. And I was meditating on my third eye and it just popped open. And it almost startled me, but I was in a class. So of course you can't freak out. And I went home and sometimes my eye is lidded. It's not all the way open, but for the most part, it's it's pretty open now. And that to me was really powerful. And yeah, and it starts trickling in at first. And sometimes it takes a break depending on I guess how much clarity I have and how much I meditate and how much I listen to my body and move my body and take care of myself. So know that it's not this faucet that just breaks and it Gushes in, although it could be for you, but sometimes, you know, the faucet is way open and sometimes it's a little trickle. But once you open it, it's not going to close unless you ask it to close. One of my family members who also has the gift of sight, who is probably listening to my podcast, I know she's got it. I know she's got it. She knows she's got it. And when she asked me about my journey and I told her, she said she wasn't ready, and so she hasn't asked, and that's fine. When she is ready, she will ask, and then she will receive. So, yeah, that is my comprehensive, no, just kidding, not very comprehensive, but um, a little bit vague guide to tapping into source energy, your guides, all that stuff. Um, It's also a muscle. You have to trust and that trust is earned. You don't just wake up and go, I trust that I'm going to see spirits today. That's not how it works. You have to almost have this relationship with your intuitive gifts where you where you get a little taste and that taste is enough to give you a bigger peak, and that peak is big enough to give you a longer peak you build it up little by little by little, you get sent signs and you see more behind the veil until eventually you are ready to see more. And so spirit has decided that I'm not yet ready to see the whole thing. I only get glimpses, but again, I've only just started seeing and I felt called to make this a podcast episode because you might be on that verge you might be just there, close. You want it, but you're a little afraid. Well, this is your sign. Go for it. Do it. Tap into source. Tap into spirit. See the different levels of consciousness. Go for it. Dive in. Um, that's it for the episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you got some insights. My insights are just a guide. In the end, you just kind of have to listen to yourself and do what feels right, even if it feels silly, because if it feels right, it is right. And as always, subscribe to my podcast. That would be very helpful and awesome. And this way you get updates as to when I put on a new episode. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, I would love it if you did. It's at TatiGoesOm same as a podcast. And yeah, if you end up opening that third eye or that intuitive gift, if you start seeing things, you're not going crazy. And if you need someone to talk about it, just give me a message. I would love to hear if it worked for you. Have an awesome day.